All right, it's um, actually been quite a week. This is uh, late Wednesday, um, October 25th, and um, welcome back to my great offer. Uh, quite a bit of news to get through and quite a bit of updates that have happened over the past week here. So let's go and get started. Uh, first off, news. So all you Delta fans and all you folks out there bitching about Delta and what they're doing to my status and my medallion status, um, they listened, they... Um, teased the uh the updates and they're here so the updated what they're calling mqd medallion qualification dollar thresholds are live and they have a calculator uh, to estimate what that may look like uh, next year in calendar year 2024 to then qualify for medallion status in 2025. Uh, this is all live and ready to go um i did a quick little estimate I threw in $2,000 in Delta flight spending in calendar year 2024, one Delta vacation package, having the reserve card, um, spending $50,000 on said reserve card, that would land me at gold medallion for next year, uh, for 2025. Um, that, um, that same amount currently would land me at platinum. So that's, um, you know, the culling of the ranks um, that is still, you know, in effect, um, you know, to make that. That's also right smack dab in the middle. So you need uh, 10,000 MQDs for gold, 15,000 for platinum. So that puts me 12,775. Um, I don't think it makes sense to do this. Um, you know, I'll do some more weighing. Um, ironically, was it last night or the night before, I just got the, um, the other uh, 10,000 MQMs uh, for this year, um, as expected, uh, through credit card spending uh, for next year. So we'll have that uh, status, you know, for 2024 as expected. So that's all done. Um, so now the, uh, the game, um, you know, is the game over? Uh, we'll see. But uh, the thresholds are out there. There's also some promises out there also about the um, uh, the Sky Club access. They're going to leave that a little more open, uh, not as restrictive for those of you that were worried about that. Um, what I think is going to happen, um, I do not really foresee that I'm going to keep the Delta Platinum card. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to get into a couple of other things that have happened um, even over the past week or two um, of things that I'm, you know, going for more short term gains. And uh, we'll see, you know, what um, the next couple of months or year holds there. But it's out there. It's, uh, you know, Delta listened. Um, and, and again, you know, the past episodes that we've talked about, um, the calling needed to happen. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's out there. So take a look at your own situation. Uh, send feedback. Ask the questions, you know, uh, does it make sense for me to pursue it and be in the game? Maybe, maybe not. Let's talk about it. That's what the podcast is here for through feedback. So let me know. Speaking of uh, loyalty perks, and there's another little perk coming up here in a second, actually two um, that are not necessarily airline related. Um, but it's not just for the airlines. Um, I was uh, following a Facebook group. I believe it was a queer Royal Caribbean or queer cruising group. And a gentleman was on a Royal Caribbean ship 
And at some point on the cruise, he took a picture and Royal Caribbean was thanking all of their loyal passengers. And there were numbers on there that kind of surprised me a bit. Now it was a large cruise ship. It's one of those Royal Caribbean ships. But um, this loyalty thing or, or creating a monster, as some people have referred to it, it's not just for the airlines. The, uh, the cruise lines, um, you know, that they have to make decisions and what, uh, um, you know, are they going to give you some things free, not everything free, the upgrades and so forth. So, um, you know, go over to the Facebook page, my upgrade offer. Uh, you can see what those numbers were on that particular sailing, but they were kind of interesting to me. Maybe a little bit surprising. You'll also see um, the news stories out there. Maybe I'll find one and share it on the page. There are some elder people that um, cruising is a way of life for them. Uh, there's one guy that we encountered on a, a Royal Caribbean ship years ago, well, about a year or two ago. He basically lives on a cruise ship. And uh, the kind of perks that he gets, um, for example, and the only reason that we knew that he was there, um, he has a laptop that he leaves on the pool deck. They allow him to put a sign over the table, uh, Mario, I think was his name. And uh, it was like Mario's Corner. I think he does have a condo in Miami that he sometimes stays in, but all he does is just basically looks for the next cheapest interior cabin on Royal Caribbean and just hops from cruise ship to cruise ship. But, um, you know, for, for the number of cruises that he's been on, and I guess he doesn't cause any trouble, that's the kind of thing that they let him do. You know, actually reserve a table, a chair, leave his laptop out there and put a sign over it. That's even beyond all the other perks that are out there. I'll try to find that story and share it over on the Facebook page. But um, it's not just, you know, uh, you know, would, you know, would Royal Caribbean take that perk back from him? Probably not. But that, that's, you know, quite a unique thing, right? Um, speaking of a unique perk, like I said, I, I did want Mr. Briggs to fly with me. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, Delta and JetBlue. Um, still looking out for that uh, celebrity status for Mr. Briggs, by the way. Um, next up, uh, news item. Um, it happened this week. I had uh, hinted at it, but I didn't actually have the full details. But that story is shared out on the My Upgrade Offer Facebook page, uh, if you want to follow that. 3,000 parking spaces. Now, if you've ever tried to fly in or out of the Atlanta airport, parking spaces are pretty premium. Um, you know, post-COVID, uh, folks are, you know, using that airport. I remember seeing, um, you know, just for certain airlines, you know, over half a million passengers some days, you know, just originating out of Del out of Atlanta, and those people have to park somewhere. Because remember, you know, you have Atlanta, the next closest airport is going to be Columbus, Georgia, or Chattanooga. Now, Chattanooga does have some other airlines, but Columbus is just Delta, and you're flying, you know, Endeavor from Columbus to Atlanta to connect off somewhere. Um, so Atlanta is, you know, it's a pretty game. Now, there, there's also been scuttle about, you know, does Atlanta Metro need a second airport? Um, there's a lot of politics at play there. Um, you know, Mother Delta doesn't like to hear that because that, you know, would reduce their competition. So, um, you know, there's so many different angles you can go down. But for the time being, 3,000 less parking spaces. It looks like they're going to build a parking deck. A parking deck does not get built overnight, as you must understand. There's a lot of steel and concrete. 
engineering and, and so forth to make that happen. So um, if you are flying and wanting to park there, again, my recommendation as was the last time, um, make a reservation for parking. Um, my preferred one, if you're looking for a recommendation, is probably gonna be the parking spot. Um, they have the two locations out on Camp Creek. They have a decent uh, frequent parker program. They offer decent discounts, namely AAA and some others um, that you can get, and, um, and they do honor those reservations. Um, they also serve the international terminal. Um, so do not discount the international terminal. So those of you that live in Atlanta, for example, if you are not checking bags, if you're doing a real short trip, you're just taking a carry-on, by all means, go out to the International Terminal, clear security there, and uh, consider um, you know, shortening your wait time. Uh, you, just because you have a domestic flight does not necessarily mean you have to clear security at the domestic terminal here in Atlanta. So you do have that flexibility if it affords to you. But just be careful. Um, for example, if you do you know, park on the domestic side and you're going to come back to the international side, you may have to get on that dreaded um, shuttle back and forth. And so some of the, you know, again, send feedback if you have any questions about this. I've done this several times. I know the logistics. Um, you know, I can help you out if you've got a, or need a tip on where to park. Maybe you have a very early morning flight. Another idea, you've got hotels down near the airport where you can stay the night before. They let you uh, leave your car there for the whole stay. I've done that once or twice. And then your car is there right when you get back. Um, so you've got lots of other options. Don't always just assume that your best option is parking at the airport. This particular news article, the airport is actually recommending, please use the off-site airport parking options. Uh, we cannot guarantee you a parking spot. So uh, just keep all that in mind. Um, this is only going to get more important as we get into the holiday travel for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's is coming up. I've got some you know, travels that we're looking at making that are all around that. So um, be prepared. Um, you know, the planning that you do now is going to reduce that frustration later um, you know, to you know, make that uh, travel. Because again, Atlanta is the busiest airport in the world. We, we still have that title for better or worse. So again, use this as a, a feedback. That's what I'm, uh, again, that was the title of the last episode. I'm here to help you, not annoy you and um, be glad to help you out if you need a tip or um, maybe helping you book that, that trip. Another reminder, um, if you were looking for miles, remember, you know, um, let's not forget, and, and I've actually booked a number of these trips coming up with miles. A lot of these uh, frequent flyer programs started out with frequent flyer points or miles as the perk. And then if you happen to do a lot of that, then you get the elite status, you know, for the upgrades and all that. But don't, don't forget, I mean, I, what was it in the last episode? Uh, Delta was doing uh, 50,000 miles or less. I think there wasn't one option out there for even less. Round trip, Los Angeles to New Zealand and back. The, you know, again, some people call them Sky Pesos or whatever. But you remember, you know, there are some deals out there. Um, but another way to accrue miles so again, you know, you, you may have the co-branded JetBlue Amex, or I'm sorry, JetBlue MasterCard, the Delta Amex, whatever card that you have in your wallet. But there are also these, um, I'll call them kind of hidden 
uh, programs. Um, you have to dig through the website. And again, if you are, are missing out on this, let me know. I'd be glad to. Um, I, I posted a link to a, a recent, um, we were down in Midtown at Geno's, and uh, <clears throat> they happened to participate with uh, JetBlue's program. And uh, when I swiped the card, I got, I think it was 96 points or miles the other day <clears throat> for the um, you know uh, slice and um, what a beer or two that we had down there. But it's 96 more miles that I didn't have before. And it doesn't cost you anything extra, by the way. So um, you, there are ways to sign up for these. You just simply type in the card that you've got in your wallet. It's all tracked behind the scenes. There's nothing extra the server, the bartender has to do. It's just all automatic behind the scenes. And those extra points are tied in. Also, as Christmas shopping is coming up, um, the, the same option is available for what they'll call like SkyMiles shopping and so forth. So um, if you log in, like with your SkyMiles number, you've got all these different, um, like uh, Walmart is on there, Home Depot is on there. Uh, all these different merchants are out there for, before you start doing your Christmas shopping. You may end up with a couple thousand extra SkyMiles that you did not have before the holiday shopping season. So again, um, if you don't know how to do this, uh, send me a message, comment, whatever, and uh, let's get those extra miles in your pocket. They don't cost you anything extra. Um, now, I'll also share, um, I would be surprised if any of my listeners, um, and I hope this has not happened to you, but I think it came across my uh, Facebook feed, so I shared it out because it did involve the Atlanta airport. Uh, DEA agents, uh, that's Drug Enforcement um, Administration, they were hanging out around certain flights at the Atlanta airport, uh, searching passengers and allegedly confiscating money from the passengers. Um, they were claiming that these were higher risk passengers, um, allegedly, possibly on one-way tickets. So these agents allegedly, and I'm using the word, that's one of my favorite terms, you don't know me that well. Um, they uh, have access to the itineraries, so they are able to strategically target people and itineraries. And so they were looking for, as they said, high-risk itineraries, people with one-way flights to and from high-drug-trafficking cities. And so they were searching passengers um, and allegedly confiscating cash. Now, there was an opinion. I'll let you read the article. I shared it over at My Upgrade Offer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in law enforcement. I'm just here to share what the news article said. But um, there was an opinion that you did not have to submit to this search. Um, I don't know quite what that means. I'll be glad to hear opinions. Um, there are a couple of attorneys that I do know. I would be here, curious to see what their opinions are on this. But again, allegedly, um, these folks did not have to submit to this search, which makes it very interesting that the DEA then confiscated cash. And then to get that cash back, they had to prove that it was not obtained illegally. And as I understand, all this happened outside the court system. It's under some sort of thing or some kind of maybe federal law that they're allowed to do this. So just, uh, so why am I telling you this? Um, the next time you fly, I would not, you know, be on the lookout, you know, like being some kind of James Bond guy, you know, trying to you know sneak around corners. No, I'm not saying that. I would just say be aware. Um, that allegedly this did happen. Otherwise, these news stories wouldn't be out there. Um, 
Hopefully it doesn't. I'll just, you know, I'll let you read the story. I'll let you, I, I, I don't mean to alarm anybody. I just thought it was interesting. So uh, there you go. All right. So uh, that's um, the selected news items. As you know, if you follow the Facebook page, you may see more than that. Something else that piques your interest. I encourage you to follow the Facebook page. And again, thanks for listening too. So next up is where I've been, where I'm going. Had a really fun weekend up in Ellijay. Um, the cabin, um, I would say, was a bit dated. Um, if I remember, I will try to post a link to the cabin that we stayed in. Um, the, the funny thing, and, uh, and I did mean to post a picture, I did take a picture, but there was a stack of, and you remember the small little magazine's guidepost. I think the date on them was 2001, <laughs> um, if that tells you much of how dated the place was. But, you know, small TVs. Um, the internet was fast. I did clock at about 40 meg. So that's, I guess, some sort of DSL or cable connection from the local LJ um, uh, uh, telephone internet company. So that was not bad. Um, I've been in cabins where it was way slower than that. So that was decent. Um, the uh, hot tub was decent. The other nice thing about this cabin, I'd say it was along a little stream or river, and there was a nice fire pit out there. We pretty much spent every night out there with a fire. Uh, that was a really nice perk of that. But um, the, otherwise, the cabin did need some updating, but I would say it was not dirty, per se. Um, it was just uh, dated. Probably needed uh, some um, some things to be updated in it. Uh, I would say that the cabin um, that I was comparing it to was up near Pigeon Forge that we stayed in a number of months ago. That was way nicer. Um, the, the lady that kept that on Airbnb, it was a way nicer cabin and more up-to-date. But it was a fun weekend, had a lot of fun with our friends, drank a bit too much, but that's what you do with your friends, right? A um, couple of outings, um, my uh, my good friend Aaron, a shout out to the folks there at the uh, Misty Mountain, Misty Mountain Hops, I think that is. Uh, it's a cute little place there in uh, Blue Ridge, I went up the, the street there. And then um, we got to see the, uh, the little streetscape, uh, bar hopped a little bit and walked around uh, the local town. Um, the ladies did want to go to the Apple Festival, but apparently everybody else and their brother went that too. So they rode around, tried to find parking, but it was not a successful um, uh, visit to the Apple Festival. So that was a dud. That same day, we went up to the Murphy, North Carolina Harris Casino and made our donations. Um, not any winnings, unfortunately, but um, it was also pretty packed up there. Um, we ended up having to park in an overflow lot. We were able to walk from that lot, but uh, if you've ever been to a casino, um, there are a number of uh, elders that usually frequent casinos because uh, they have a lot of time on their hands. Um, so they did offer a shuttle to get folks from these overflow lots uh, into the casino. But um, it was fun. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the other interesting game that I learned, I, I, I told myself I wanted to play the table games. Because I tend to, um, the table games for me, I, I try to calm myself down because I'm a bit ADD at times. They tend to uh, extend my gameplay as far as time. Um, they, if I don't play them crazy, I, um, uh, my money tends to last longer at the table games. And so, um, that was my goal and I pretty much accomplished it. I only played one slot machine and of course lost money on the slot machine as well. But, um, there was a, a game, I, I wanted to play blackjack and, um, 
all those tables were full, but I ended up sitting down at one. So the, the one little screen, it said blackjack and it had like a progressive sign on it. But I sat down and then on the other side of the table, it said Spanish 21. And so I sat down and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not a blackjack table. And the guy sitting next to me goes, no, it's not, but stay for a while. You're never going to go back to a blackjack table again. And I was like, oh, okay. So there were a lot of side bets going on, and he may be right. If I do see another Spanish 21 table, uh, I did not win a whole lot, but I do like the, it's a more exciting blackjack table. I will give it that. And the uh, the side bets were interesting. Um, so yeah, um, it's a lot to explain, and it's probably hard to explain how to play that, but it is based on blackjack. And if you ever see Spanish 21 and you only want to play blackjack, you can play said blackjack at that table. It's just all the other side bets going on. And the other irony was the guy sitting next to me, um, I said, there's a lot going on at this table, but it's not like the craps game. And that guy was like, I don't understand craps. I don't do craps. So um, it was kind of an, he, he kind of helped me along. And I feel like I know a little bit more about uh, Spanish 21 now. I think that's what it was called yeah no spanish was spoken it's all in english it just happened to be spanish 21. the other comment um and i think i posted this also at my upgrade offer this recession that we're in um it's a very weird recession because if we were in a recession i don't know why that casino was packed to the gills I don't know why folks were not able to find parking spots at the Apple Festival. It's a really weird recession we're in right now. I don't want to make this too political, but yeah. I think the article said recession, I don't know her. Knock on wood, you never know about the economy. It could go off a cliff tomorrow, but uh, yeah, there you have it. All right, the next one up here, I believe, is going to be the Boston work trip. And based upon um, another email that I learned literally yesterday, that uh, JetBlue is actually going to start flights to um, Dublin, Ireland. Isn't that interesting timing? Um, if you've been following the episodes here. So um, it looks like that trip to Boston, you might recall, I had booked some flights with points, by the way, um, to take advantage of their Mint service. It looks like that does not make sense because what I'm seeing is that uh, JetBlue in August, when we do plan for that trip over to Dublin, Ireland, um, they will offer flights from both JFK and Boston to Dublin which means also an interesting update that JetBlue says they are going to make to their Mosaic program is these four move up to Mint certificates um, can be confirmed at booking as of January 2024. So right now, those move to Mint upgrade certificates clear roughly four to five days before departure if there are seats available. That's kind of a big deal now. So starting in January, when you book that flight, let's say that we want to travel in August, as long as those seats are there, if I'm reading the fine print correctly, 
they will go ahead and upgrade you automatically into those seats. That makes those upgrade certificates even more valuable in my eyes, the way I read that. So, um, yeah, I, uh, this week actually went in and went ahead and canceled that. And I actually have two, uh, flights. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back from Boston either Friday or Saturday. Um, you've also heard me express my concerns about winter weather. That's going to be getting in full swing by uh, late November, December. So, um, that leaves me a little bit of flexibility to have confirmed flights on both Friday and Saturday. So, um, stay tuned. We shall see, um, how that goes, but I think it's going to make sense to hold on to those certificates. Um, now that it looks like I'll have that, uh, they'll be good, you know, to use into 2024. Um, my coworker also, um, I thought I had found a decent deal for a Hampton Inn. Um, I won't say exactly what he told me, but he said, um, no, I would not stay there. Here are two other options to consider. Also, while we're speaking of JetBlue, um, they did offer the Founders card. Um, that did come through over the past week, but everything that I've seen about it, it was kind of a wetting your lips deal for the Founders card to encourage you to pay for it. Um, almost all of the other perks that I'd heard about Founders card do not come with this free Founders card offer that comes via JetBlue. You have to pay around $300 extra to get all of those other perks. Um, I may do a separate little episode or a little post on what I'm finding out about Founders Card so far. So I'm not a fan of it. Um, I don't really see much value to it um, so far from what I've seen of Founders Card. But, you know, you live and learn and you move on there. Speaking of moving on, uh, going, it looks like we're going to be going to Vegas and Palm Springs for Christmas. Um, we have some other friends that are doing the same. And so, um, also speaking of these comps and uh, loyalty points, um, we've got some enticing offers from both MGM and Caesars. And I think we're probably going to settle staying at Caesars Palace. I was looking again at the, uh, at the offers. Um, there was a... a the other one that I was probably wanting to stay at because it's non-smoking is Park MGM. That's the old Monte Carlo that had been completely revamped and turned non-smoking. That's why we like it. But we had not stayed at Caesar's Palace before, and that was a pretty decent comp um, offer there. So probably between those two, we're going to pick. So we'll probably fly in um, the weekend before Christmas, stay there four days, and it's probably looking like we're going to rent a car to go over to Palm Springs for several days, uh, fly back, I'm sorry, drive back over to Vegas and then pick up that flight back home uh, using a Delta companion cert with the Delta Amex card. Um, that was the most reasonable for the airfare. So two folks round trip with that Delta companion cert if that airfare holds out for around 505 cash per, per or total for two people. It's not too bad, especially around Christmas. So uh, still waiting on the sign-off from the hubby to uh, to get that finalized and get that trip. Um, we also got to find something to do with the, uh, the kiddo. Uh, but um, stay tuned. We'll have more episodes to get that updated. Uh, San Antonio in January. Um, I did speak to uh, the lady 
Uh, she called me back from MX Travel, if you might recall, um, the weird little cancellation policy snafu. So that case allegedly is still ongoing. Um, I did have to walk through it with her and uh, had to email screenshots of what I saw versus what they allegedly claimed. So she acknowledged that something's not right and waiting to hear back from Amex. So stay tuned there. But either way, we plan on staying at the host hotel for the bowling tournament. They are going to have a hospitality suite, which are usually fun uh, with booze, etc. So that should be fun. And then the other thing, speaking of loyalty points that came through, um, based upon some past casino play-in donations on Celebrity Cruises, we got a postcard in the mail for a pretty decent offer on several select. I actually put a uh, screenshot of this in the uh, on the Facebook page. Um, at, so when I was up at the cabin last weekend, I booked on one trip or one of the sailings, and then I ended up swapping it to the one around my birthday. So this is the March 21st Celebrity Silhouette Sailing. That's just a short four-nighter. And this is an invitation to anybody that wants to join us. So far, it's gonna be me, dad, and dad's wife. Um, I actually reached out to a, a couple we met on the last Celebrity Cruise. And I think he actually got the same offer in the mail. Um, he seemed interested. We'll see if they join us too. But I'm hoping to um, uh, have a little group join us. I'm also going to reach out to the guys that I'm recording with next week over on the uh, the Dixie Dims podcast. Um, they are both retired and they have a lot of time on their hands. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Maybe they might join and we'll do some episodes at sea possibly. We'll see. Um, but anyhow, um, so what ended up happening on that March 21st, again, Celebrity Silhouette, um, if you don't want to look up those details, comment here, reach out. I'll be glad to book you on that same cruise if you're interested um, to go with us. But um, the offer that was given was um, close to about half off of the going rate. So it was a pretty enticing offer. So we've got two balcony cabins, um, one for me, one for dad and, um, and his wife, and um, we're pretty locked in to go. Um, all I have to do now is just um, uh, wait on a little bit better flight schedule. Um, we're probably gonna go on JetBlue. Um, one of the other uh, things that I was looking at was uh, the way that JetBlue allows with their mosaic status, you can go ahead and book their um, more upgrade, um, sorry, more, even more space seats as they call them. Um, so they allow that with yourself and two companions. Whereas on Delta, as a medallion, you are only allowed to do this for yourself and one companion. So um, dad and his wife and myself would make three of us. Um, it's a better deal actually to go on JetBlue for this. And um, that is a direct flight from here to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, speaking of that cruise, um, it's a four-nighter with two stops. We go to Key West and Nassau, which was a better itinerary than I liked on the other one. The other one went to Bim Bim Bimini. I think I'm saying that right. Um, we've been there before. It's um, it's not the uh, busiest of uh, ports. I'd much rather go to Key West than Bimini. So that's why I also wanted to switch to the sailing too. So we uh, we count down to that. And, uh, and go there. And um, then Ireland is the other one that's kind of uh, looking a little clearer 
it's not as uh, foggy <laughs> as uh, uh, as it was looking, but I'm not quite ready to book yet, but um, definitely uh, much more enticing. I was seeing one-way fares on JetBlue from Atlanta to either JFK or Boston to Dublin for around $405 one way. And then it looks like those Mint certificates should then immediately upgrade. So um, you can't beat that. That's That's a really good deal there. Um, now that would be one way. So the, the other fine print um, with this JetBlue status, uh, they gave me four move up certificates. On the transatlantic segments, they say you must burn two of those, which is fair. You know, it's, it's about twice as long as going, you know, transcontinental. So um, then the decision is what to do about the return. So that Air Canada, 20% off, may, be, it may come in handy for the return. So it may look like we go one way on JetBlue, come back on Air Canada to use that. We'll have to see, again, what makes sense there. But the trip is still coming together. And then another friend we may actually see in Vegas for Christmas is also interested in doing that Ireland trip. And so we'll, uh, we'll have some time to sit down and, and talk to him about that too, to see if it makes sense. So lots of uh, updates and um, I think good, good updates. You know, the, the, these are all uh, coming together and um, it looks like they're gonna happen. So um, next up, the, uh, the upgrade fund. Um, again, pay your bills before you help pay my bills, but um, it's still out there. Um, I'm pretty much paying these upgrade fund bills with these promos rolling in. <laughs> Uh, Chase um, had the uh, checking and savings account promo. I took them up on that. Then in the mail that they came with a um, another credit card promo. Um, it was a no-brainer to go ahead and do that. They did approve that, so that's a second promo. And I actually met with one of their investment guys today that also had um, maybe it makes it it may make sense to actually move some investments over to Chase as well. So. Um, they're not really pissing me off so far. We'll see how that goes. And then another interesting one that came in the mail from all places, the Delta Community Credit Union. Um, so uh, I did have an account with them in the past. They're not bad. Um, but they had another little promo for uh, some cash for uh, for using um, you know their checking account. Um, I will say the, um, the first time I tried it online to open it, there was some errors. Not sure what happened there. I called the guy. He said, yeah, we've just been hearing that. If you don't mind, go in and try it a second time. And the second time, it worked beautifully. Um, and then the account is funded. I'm just waiting on that debit card to complete what they want me to do. And I uh, appreciate you know the funds there. Um, but again, the upgrade fund is there. Um, if you want to use it to help fund, maybe we put out some ads for the podcast. Um, again, uh, just, you know, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing or engaging with the podcast. And then lastly, feedback. So um, I had a friend that uh, did a trip down to Orlando recently. They did Disney. Also, um, it was good to see that Orlando Pride was not interrupted by a certain governor south of the border. Um, and so while he was down there, I, I will say that... Uh, uh, speaking of Orlando, Orlando is not known to be a business travel hub. Um, you you're going to see a lot of families, you're going to see a lot of strollers, and when it comes to airport security, that is probably the slowest security line you're ever going to encounter. 
families, strollers, they do not do airport security well. And I think he even made a recommendation, why do they allow children in the TSA pre-check line? That's a good question. I'll let you ponder that for a second. But I believe that is allowed. Um, so I believe he said that he had pre-check, but his friend did not. So his, um, his husband uh, went through regular security with the friend. They got through regular security quicker um, than he did going through TSA pre-check. That does not surprise me. I, I've actually seen similar things happen in Atlanta where um, depending upon which line you go through, you may be able to get through it faster than trying even the clear line. Um, it just depends on the luck of the draw sometimes. You just want to uh, be smart about it. Um, I wouldn't say do this every time. There is also an app out there, uh, the TSA security app, where they actually do some I wouldn't say they're down to the minute accurate every time, but they're going to tell you when the airport is busy. I believe there are also recommendations out there in Atlanta. They want you arriving three hours prior to any flight, especially as um, uh, the holidays are heating up, coming up there. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, also, uh, a huge recommendation for those of you that have uh, that are flying on Delta out of Atlanta, um, and I may remember to post a link to it. But the um, the facial recognition that Delta has done is a huge time saver. Um, if you have pre-check, I believe you have a passport with biometrics, linking all that together, uh, you just simply go through a separate line when it is up and running. They scan your face, and you are through security and on your way. You don't have to wait through the clear line. You do not have to wait on the pre-check line. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a smaller number of people. They're not charging for it either, but it's a smaller number of people that check those prerequisites. And um, that can be a huge time saver. And it's only Delta here in Atlanta that's offering that. And I believe they started doing that up in Detroit as well. So, um, yeah, just be prepared, as I was telling you earlier. My industry folks who may be listening to the episode, um, I saw a comment on a certain uh, industry travel Facebook group that Turkish Airlines is allegedly not providing meals to non-revenue passengers. How do they know that? I'm not sure. Um, so it's very interesting to see that. Um, my only other assumption is potentially Turkish has now in coach, maybe they are separating the seat from the amenities and the meals and drinks. And so as the flight attendants are coming through, they are asking to see your ticket. And at that point, declining to give you a meal is my only assumption is how they would even know. Um, so my industry folks just, uh, that's probably about all the details I can provide on that. Um, if you want more info, I'll be glad to share it in a direct message. I'll leave it at that. Also, um, today I went and voted. Make sure you vote. Um, they were not very interesting ballot measures. They were related to taxes. So 
You may not have very interesting things to vote on this year, like we will next year, but um, we're Americans. Just get out there, do your due diligence and vote, folks, okay? Um, but I did return my uh, absentee ballot today, and while I was there, I did want to get the, um, so it's the Computer Museum of America. So the, the libraries here in DeKalb, they have um, museum passes to certain interesting um, places. Uh, this pass, I believe, is good for, I think it says up to four people. So I was looking today, that is a $15 per person admission. So this, uh, this pass has a $60 value, um, you know, just, just because I pay taxes here in DeKalb County. Um, it's been uh, something that I've been wanting to get to. It's only open on the weekends because not everybody is uh, dying to go looking at a computer museum like Mr. Nerd here. So um, the other interesting thing that is coming up on the, uh, the list that I may actually try to wait is they are going to do a demo slash exposition of their, um, um, oh man, what, what do you call it? The, um, the cards. Ah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Way back in the 60s when they had the, uh, the computer programs on the cards, but they have a machine there and they're going to do a demo. I think it's on November 2nd. I'm sorry. It's escaping me what you call that. Uh, uh, so computer nerds, you, you would know what I'm talking about. Um, but while I was there also is the podcast club. So, um, I am, I am going to at least email this person because this may be a crossover and allow for, um, uh, now, this particular one that they are promoting on November 7th, it looks like a aging podcast. So these are topics like Being Golden, The Next Generation with Katie Couric, and Unlocking the Fountain of 150 Candles. Um, I'm not getting any younger, but um, it looks like that's the one on November 7th, but um, possibly future. You may see the My Upgrade Offer podcast and uh, up for discussion at the local Tucker Library. We shall see. So stay tuned for that space too. So again, thanks for all of your feedback. Thanks for watching and um, have a great week and uh, be back with you. Uh, you know, when I started this, I thought that there would not be much stuff to share. And here we already are. That's not giving me a timer, but um, it's a good solid 45 minutes an episode. So I'm, I'm glad these are, um, are getting played. And I, I hope you uh, enjoy the content. Always welcome your feedback. And let's make these more interactive. Talk to you soon. Bye.